0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: Talk shoes. Recorded live. Hello, welcome to Mark Radio. It's Thursday at 7. Time to make the chat board flow We got Brooke Folk as host With a new 60-minute mark show So look at your screen Or give us a call You can talk with Brooke and Rich And not be nervous at all It's Thursday night Time for Mark Radio Well, you can call in tonight And tell us what we all need to know. What's on with the show. We got no place to go. Brooke, Rich, and Floyd will tell you what you need to know. Take it away,
0: Brookey. Thank you. Good evening. Welcome. Myersdale Alumni Radio. Another march has come upon us since our last February program. This being March... The fifth, how time flies, as Rich and I were just discussing in the beginning of the program, before the program aired. We do know that the cold, cold temperatures and the wind chills and the snow and the ice and the water does not slow up time. You would think a long, cold winter's night. There isn't such a thing. I have not experienced a long, cold winter's night. It just speedily goes by. And January and February is already kaput. And we're into March, and that's a very, very special, and most of the marches of the last 60-some-odd years have been designated Maple Festival time, with the mm, trees cooperating and start to dripping their fluids, of which we turn into a miraculous product, and we have celebrated it as a festival for 60-some years, and there's many memories that's been made Many lives have been changed by what they experienced during that special time. Marsdale Alumni Radio brought to you in part by the New Republic. And the New Republic has on its very front page this week, for those who subscribe, the Thursday, March 5th edition, come out today, the 68th Annual Pennsylvania Maple Festival Queen issue. So it is just filled with color photographs on the front of the young ladies who are vying for that title, Queen Maple. This will be... Oh, LXV one one one, I guess, and that would be—is that? Uh, can you figure that out, Rich? <laughs> L L X V one one is Miss Mia Custer. She's the outgoing. That's fifty-seven. So that's fifty-seven. So.
1: Well, so you got another another one behind that V? Fifty-eight.
0: Yeah, you know, I get. Yeah, that'll be coming up here. But that's 58. now that's 50. L is 50. X is 10. So that makes 65, 67. So it'll be 68.
1: 68. Yeah, I guess that's about right. I can't remember. Yeah, I was in it in second grade, but I don't know what year that would have been. It was 46. Yeah, it would have been 60. Yeah, yeah. What would you say this is the 68th?
0: Yes. 68th, uh, uh, this would be. 68th annual. Mm-hmm.
1: 54. That
0: seems You should figure out yours easily, but when you're left behind in first grade twice, it becomes complicated, man. <laughs> <Well>, uh... <laughs> so I don't even know. Well I try. think
1: um uh, in nineteen fifty two and I didn't know that I didn't know how many there I didn't think there had been I think I thought like nineteen forty seven was the first one. Oh who? 47, Yeah.
0: Dave Clapper and I always say who was first? He's just, you know, on one side of the coin and the other as to who was the first full fledged baby that attended the very first Maple Festival. Well, we'll let that up to the judges. What judges? <laughs> well, I want to congratulate Princess Sadie Riscus and uh, Schober, Dunlap, Gray, Dubstot, Kuntz, Smith, Weaver, Ferguson, Schroyer, and Marker. They are the girls that will be vying for that title. Queen maple, 68. And, okay, but in the, the New Republic, you'll see those issues. Here is one uh, that I want to, of course, we've talked about this over the years various times, but little things. At the annual maple tree-tapping ceremony, King Gary Blocker stated this is the kind of weather we are looking for, cold, snow, and mud, and we sure have talked about that in the past. Especially Rick. I believe Rick's on, too. Nine Miller tonight is guest three, I think. Is that who's saying hello from snowy Maryland? No, that, that you?
1: You know what? That's funny. It didn't assign me a Discman. uh,
0: uh no, Even though no. I, re- I, I
1: signed in, that's interesting. Huh.
0: It is. Uh, prior to the ribbon-cutting, a luncheon was held at the Myersdale American Legion, and Queen Tonja was awaiting the outcome of the tree-tapping. That was in 1990, by the way. Uh, That's just from the bygone days. And uh, and since we're a railroad community, there was a near-fatal accident in March of 1940. The B&O passenger train number 97 crashed into an old Nash sedan at the Broadway Street Crossing in Myersdale. It was a Saturday evening. A Garrett man and his wife narrowly escaped a horrible death. Richard Niccolo and wife of Garrett missed the crossing at Broadway, and their car became wedged between the rails at the east end of the B&O Cut a few minutes before the scheduled time before the arrival of the number 97 freight train. Whoa, that'll get your blood pumping. Mm. Um, the Myersdale Area Historical Society invites you to join in with the old Western Maryland Railway uh, Station, of course, during the Maple Festival, March the 21st, 22nd, 27th, 28th, and 29th. The parade, of course, being on the 28th. They asked me to volunteer, Rich, uh, from 1 o'clock in the afternoon on the 28th. Oh. And I said, I think... I think I have something going on in the afternoon. (laughs) And, of course, that's the float in the parade. Yes. Uh, They asked me last week on a Friday night at the uh, fish fry down at the Elks. They had that during the Lent season. That was the second Friday of the uh, Lent season. And I took my date, Millie, and I down to that. Very well, very good. And anybody thinking about Uh, But you should go down there and support the Elks and uh, get yourself great fish fry. The Caboose Train Room exhibits and gift shop will be open up at the trailhead. Staff and volunteers, except I won't be on hand that afternoon to greet you and answer any questions. Hours will be 9 to 5. And I'll mention that the trail is preparing the 2015 season starting in mid-April. So they're just open during that brief uh, Maple Festival weekends, and then they close up, and then they open in mid-April for the full season. And it's a great way to meet and greet people, volunteering, that is. Uh, All 50 U.S. states have been through those doors. Volunteers greatly enjoy their experience, so do it the Western Maryland train station in the Myersdale area, the Gap Trail. Contact Mary Ann Strong at 814-634-8438. Or you can see Cynthia Mason at the local library. I'm sure we can get Floyd to put in a good word for you, too, <laughs> since he's up at the library often. Yeah, right. All right. Uh Okay, Well, th- this issue, of course, of this program and being the Maple Festival, well, right, let's get over to Rich and just quickly find out. Uh, and our guests, thank you for joining in with us tonight. To see the Auto Know Better's? Isn't that a nice name to see? Oh, that's great! We got, we got a celebrity amongst us. I mean, you think he was a celebrity before? But when you get a newspaper like the Somerset Daily American smearing your face all over the front page and talking about this cool guy Ace Auto, wow, that's pretty neat. So yeah, he made the paper last week. And, uh, here he is tonight. Uh, I guess don't know where he finds the time, but I'm sure Margie got his new schedule all scheduled out. His fans are probably dropping by daily looking for his autograph as if they can find him (laughs) up there in auto brick territory. Good to have you on Ace, Margie. All right, Rich, what have you been up to this past week?
1: Well, I, um, I think I mentioned before I was studying or preparing to take this national test that now you have to take for the mortgage industry. And uh, so I accomplished that on Wednesday and got that out of the way. So.
0: Oh, yeah, really. And then
1: what do they make you do? They make you, they make you take a 20-hour course, which ends up being 30 to 40 hours online.
0: yeah Then you
1: take the test, which is they give you three and a half hours to take it. But I, I think it was on... About 85 minutes, I did it, so it wasn't wasn't that cumbersome if you knew you knew the material. So I take that. Then they make you, um, let's see, you go on their national website and you have to order. They have to order a credit report on you, and they have to order a national background check on you. And then tomorrow afternoon, I have to go get fingerprinted. Wow.
0: This is all for like,
1: all I want to teach. do is give somebody a look <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow, things it's have like changed, heck, I just, You
1: know, I'm not trying to be a, a judge or, like Tom Saylor hey, yeah. or anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. Here come the think, judge. It really is Something But this is, is
1: I checked it out. Um, this March 18th was our very first show back in 2010. So as we went through 11, 12, 13, and 14, and now that it's March oh. of 2015, uh, we have completed five years wow. of Myerstown Alumni Radio. So, uh, probably the next show, some or the one after that, uh, we are now doing show number 207
0: okay. tonight. Okay. Yes, uh, that's uh, pretty neat. So now, yes, it really is. Officially...
1: like you said, you, you opened the show with "Time Flies." Well, <laughs> yeah.
0: there's a there's a really
1: good example of that.
0: Five years I feel like we're married then. Yeah. But it was a short <laughs> romance.
1: <laughs> Isn't that something?
0: Thanks for following up and checking that out. You and I Robert didn't get Floyd, no I didn't get had no had stinkin' it. ring. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Well uh with the pay you're receiving by your yeah, own. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh smiles smiles everybody they ought to know better somerset paper last week toilet paper next <laughs> week <laughs> you're right i'd kind of lessen the blow a little bit and <laughs> i kind of think i'm used for another week or so as bird cage lining he must That's still it. be
1: using his outhouse because you can't put newspaper <laughs> down the toilet there's all all the sign. No no paper towels, no newspapers. <laughs>
0: I don't think they ask him about leading questions. He's up in like, Springs.
1: They probably still use our yeah. houses up there.
0: I wonder if he has electricity. Yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of hilarious. Think about it. And uh, Ace, I know you've been having some glitches in the health side, too, and trust that the, the news is getting better and better from that angle as well. Well, we have a program that's called Maple Festival and Remembering Winners. Well, I don't know who wants to remember winners, but this is the first time this year during the heavy, windy parts and the high winds of drifting in certain areas, they're saying, still isn't reminiscent of back in the day in the 50s when we had snow drifts up nearing the tops of California Oh, oh yes, holes, yes, 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 yes. like that. So we do remember those times, and it is not... Again, possible that it's been 60 years plus for some of those winter storms that we still remember. Now, with the deep freeze of this year, constant, very, very cold temperatures, the grounds have frozen deeper than before, the ice covering and then the snow, and it didn't allow much water to run away from buildings, and a lot have suffered with the water in buildings or water in places they haven't experienced in many years including right here at dolinger street water coming in the back garage doors and it's because of all the ice it decided to channel it this way so a lot of picking uh, shoveling and a lot of crowbars heaving up and down just trying to chip away at the ice 3 a.m yesterday morning mother nature thawed enough it out with the rain that it uh, started channeling away so I could go to sleep without the fear of waking up with an office of water, and so also good there. But for those who suffered uh, that kind of damages or whatever, how I are your?
1: Um, how are the under underground water pipes? That's so a good question. Up in your uh, area, but I was thinking, you know, we're having a lot of difficulties down here because many of them are you know, approaching a hundred years old, and yes. any little shifts in temperature, like we've had, uh, we've had a lot of. Well, a fair amount of uh, water main breaks that have flooded people's basements.
0: I so- haven't heard of that. There have been fire calls for the guys to go out and pump basements. But as far as the old pipes, sure, there's a lot of that there around here. But I haven't heard of any breaks because of the cold weather. There have been mere usual cases of... Uh, of pipe breaks, uh, water sprinkler damages in one of Norman Nagy's buildings at the foot of the hill, which happens to be uh, uh, home to uh, Homer Boger and his wife. And I know that uh, the the Norman and Karen came back into town just a couple of days ago. They weren't expected to be back from the Carolinas up here in Myersdale for a few more weeks because of uh, the situation in one of their apartments they came up they said it could have been a lot worse so I saw Karen yesterday or the day before she assured me that it wasn't as bad as what they had heard first so that was water sprinklers in a mm-hmm. home malfunction uh, fire calls have been gone out they did close the Broadway Street Bridge and I rode out to Summit Mills yesterday because of the fairgrounds always flooding well that oh, hasn't changed yeah. We so saw, uh,
1: Somebody posted a video uh, uh the water was coming up uh, over parts of the road down that way because
0: oh, they were okay. following
1: an Amish uh, wagon and, and uh, buggy.
0: Uh-huh. You could just
1: see the buggy you know, going through some of the water. It was about halfway across.
0: Well, they did say that some who wanted to get to Myersdale had to go to West Salisbury and come into town 219 that way because they couldn't Uh-oh. get down. They had the roads closed through the fairgrounds and uh, Broadway Bridge. But uh, Mac Beal, I believe he was somewhere in Springs yesterday, Ace. As he come back into West Salisbury, he says that new bridge they put in down there was really being tested. The water was up under them and almost up to the road, and they seemed to be doing okay. Uh, The ice, uh, I'm happy to report on Floyd's real estate under the bridge there. That stretch of Flockerty flood control project was iceless, so it broke up and moved out swiftly. However, the Castleman was ice jammed at places, and I didn't get out to see the Elk Lake, but it uh, had to be jammed up too. But uh, as far as the Flockerty, I went over the Wilmoth Hill Bridge there. That's famous for Floyd Flockerty's bridge. That is uh, clean. (coughs) and moving swiftly, quite swiftly. I wouldn't advise uh, Floyd to go under there anytime soon. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see, we do have some... You can catch us up on some of the chat, <clears throat> Ward, Rich. Well, well, I
1: just... ki- I kicked it off saying hello from snowy Maryland. We actually, today, or less, yes, I guess it was mostly snowing all day, day and we had our... Largest single day, you know, snowfall for of the season today. So I think we had here at our place somewhere between eight and nine inches.
0: Oh, you got more than us, I believe. Yeah. So
1: I was, you know, out doing my community duties with my little 42-inch blade,
0: which it ah, you know, takes yeah. a
1: while when when it's that deep. And it was a wet snow too. So it was pretty heavy. So yeah, I started off well. Hello from Snowy, Maryland. Otto, know better, uh, remarked about his um being in the newspaper. Somerset paper last week, toilet paper next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh guest four when you were talking about uh our anniversary uh this month, said you just get to freeze yourself on a float each year as an anniversary gift.
0: There you go. <laughs> so yeah. and that's
1: her and then I'm guest three. I don't know why I didn't put disc I I invited guest four uh, to join us on the float this year. So I said that, and then the guest four stated, going to be volunteering at the train station in the warmth. Uh, so then I responded, I would... turn the heat off to honor us.
0: That's right. That's <laughs> only don't common, you think that's uh, only fair? Of course, yeah.
1: Uh, guest four, where are the Joshes? Too much water here, and their Boone Lake will be mud for at least a year. Yeah, they're having some Wow! They had to drain that lake down. Uh, they're having some so at some point. They don't know where it's leaking, but there's uh, the wa- there's water leaking somewhere out of the lake, and uh, they're doing some engineering. Uh, well, it could take it could take over a year. They were supposed to have the water back up by spring, but they just announced out there that their lake would be. And I'm not sure how many feet. I know that uh, right where they, right on the little inlet where they live, they have a little floating dock, and there's I don't know eight or nine, ten boats are tied up there. of The people in their community, one of which is theirs, and that sits. I think they towed it around, but if they had let it there, it would, uh, it obviously would be just sitting in the mud all winter. Oh my! Yeah, so uh... they did a lot of work on it uh, when they had some damage to it a year, about two years ago. So. I think what they did was had it towed around. They can go about a mile around the point and come in on the other side, and there's deep water, and that's where their boat is <clears throat> for the winter and now for the entire season of uh, 2015. And somewhere over in that area is their <laughs> is their dock system as well.
0: Oh, dear. <clears throat> well, I guess for says, where are the Joshes? Uh, but uh, we don't see them, but the reports are that they're home. But the Joshes, for those who listen to the archive programs, there are, of course, regulars on the program, part of our cast members, we'll say. And they are Jim and Kathy Spence, who live in Tennessee. And, of course, Myersdale and Salisbury alumni. And I uh, want to thank S4 for uh, also mentioning that, because I believe the Spences, they were down in Florida a week or two or three ago, I just not too long ago, mm-hmm. and time flies, and as they were coming up, I think I, the Spences mentioned they were, well, I'm not sure, if they were able to stop and see some other folks on the way back, somewhere over in Jekyll Island, I believe, or in that oh, vicinity, yes, yes. and then they continued over to their Tennessee home, rated the bad, bad weather part of Tennessee, well, I know I have some teardropping friends who live in Tennessee, and they hung out a little south of there only within an hour or two of their home because they didn't want to go deal with that ice and snow that they had uh, would have crashed into. So they hung out a little south before uh, going there. It's just amazing. This winter, uh, those folks down south really cooled cool off. But uh, I did hear that some of the beaches down that way, they actually saw some bathing suits. <laughs> well, oh, Wow. <good>. Oh. <laughs> And they weren't the polar bear variety, you know, out celebrating something. They were getting some sun and fun, I guess. Oh,
1: that's good, because my friends were just down in St. Martin. They go down there for one week every year, and uh, it was warm, but the beach they, the beach, they, were, they were, there weren't any bathing suits, <laughs> even though oh, it was, <laughs>
0: it was one of those it didn't, kind of beaches. And Really? There was no bathing suits? Yes. Yeah, no. Wow. You, I, I read it correctly. Then there was a nudist beach. Yes. Over, I get. Oh, they still have them. Oh yes. What have you ever been to one? Um, uh,
1: no, no.
0: Okay, I haven't either. Well,
1: we went when we went. It was a funny story. We went. I guess uh, our kids were, they were teenagers, middle teen, middle aged teenagers. Like, I think Kurt might have been fourteen, fifteen. Julie, thirteen, and uh, we went to Hawaii and t- took the kids and. Uh, you know they were old enough to do things on their own, so we we were doing something that day on on the one Island, and um, <laughs> we came back and here they they found a a, new to, a nudist a beach to go to and spy on it.
0: Oh, <laughs> Peter, <A> curiosity! Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. guess a Yeah, I mean, how many yeah. onlookers? I mean, and then uh, Kirk
1: got uh, we had to take him to the emergency room. I think it was that day. Um, you know, you're not you're not used to the kind of sun you can get in a in a place like Florida and Hawaii and he got sun poisoning.
0: Oh really bad. Oh yeah, because he took his bathing suit <clears throat> off? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I think he wasn't concentrating on uh, oh. keeping the sun off his body
0: while he just was watching it on
1: other people's bodies.
0: So fashion doesn't play a vanity part of the nudist speech, then you know that yellow polka dot bikini and that whole thing—that's an attraction. Look at me; I'm wearing the latest, the greatest, and whatever. <laughs> so, what are—if if that means—is that—is that, is that is, do they still have vanity, or are they making a fashion statement? I never. Oh, that's interesting. That
1: yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I I, I've, I I'm at a yeah. loss for words. <laughs> <laughs> okay. as you can tell, I'm starting to stammer because <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. So, uh,
0: I mean, there's that, there's
1: some people that deserve to do that, but there's most yeah. of the people on that beach
0: uh, uh, don't deserve. Should that. have the
1: bathing suits from the 20s on.
0: Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> well, he says the West Salisbury bridges were flooded. Uh, not sure we're there tonight. Said 10 inches or so in West <laughs> Virginia. All right. I'd say still got maybe six, seven, uh, 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 No, but again, it was a nice, fluffy coat.
1: Ace, Ace Otto also says, uh, the only thing you wear at a nude beach is a smile.
0: That's it. <laughs> That's the vanity. They smile a lot. Okay. I knew there was someone out there with the perfect answer.
1: And some this of them don't Myers-Dale. even have teeth, so...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Myers Alumni Radio and I thank the guests for joining with us tonight and if you do subscribe to the New Republic you got it in the mail today and there are uh, articles about the Maple Festival of course for the what did I say it was the 68th annual one and that when you open it up onto page 3 there's well, Kate Smith, that story has been told over and over again. It was the inception of the Maple Festival. She was sent, a famous singer, of course. Uh, popular singing radio star she was. No TV back then to really promote that part. But she did say when she got the gift that Myersdale had sent her, it was as sweet as she ever tasted. And, of course, they took hold of that, and there you go. And that this story in here, one of our readers suggests featuring an article from yesteryear, so we have decided... To fulfill the request, it's an article from 1947, April. We decided to choose this article uh, just around the corner, so why not talk about it now, Kate Smith, the radio program. But it had some names here. The Chamber of Commerce, the men and women realized that uh, there are 11 states in the union that would request hundreds of gallons of the wheat-unsurpassed product of Somerset County. And ever since Miss Smith's broadcast letters have been pouring into the Chamber of Commerce from people requesting prices and information as to the availability from one gallon to hundreds of gallons. Wow. The power of radio back then. Sure. And so it goes on. Burl Crow, a former Myersdale man now working in Baltimore, heard Miss Smith's state. On her radio program that she would like to taste some good Vermont syrup, he immediately thought it would be a good idea to send her some of Somerset County's excellent product. So Burl Crow, oh yeah, there you go, and Sammy Susser, chairman of the publicity committee of the chamber, immediately contacted other businessmen in the community, and through the efforts of R. Harry Pilson, president of Citizens Bank at the time, a gallon of the syrup. From Galen Peck, these are names that are familiar to us, Uh, Summit Township Farmer. In the meantime, Mr. Frank Beamer, former director of the Chamber of Commerce, called Miss Smith in New York, talked with her secretary, secured her address. So they mailed it to her. And I'm looking down. It's a, a nice article. It continues on. We do have a hundred percent pure, unadulterated maple syrup product coming out of Somerset County.
1: So, so, uh, so Frank Beamer got her to, to bring her moon over the mountain.
0: And that's a good one, Rich. <laughs> you being the music man, yes. And then they do have a nice big picture of Kate there, on the page page three. Oh, let us see. Myersdale Historical Society. We talked about uh, them earlier in the program. They will be open during the two weekends of the Maple Festival. And you can get up there and see them and talk to the volunteers. Guest number four is going to be a volunteer. Uh, that's cool. Now, let's see. Bridge at 7.30. <clears throat> I'm wondering... Let's see, what did the guys at the G.I., what did they want to, oh, I know one guy, John Smiler. He's, of course, a teacher with a lot of history in Myersdale, and he's taught and chats a lot with uh, Fred DePasquale as he comes in. And there are other teachers. Mac Beal was one he taught in Turkeyfoot, turkey book, But they talk a lot about teacher stories. And uh, they also talk about sports because they were all into sports. Of course, you know that, Rich. You were a sports jock.
1: <laughs> yes, Now.
0: You went all through school. I played a little bit of uh, basketball up until my junior year, and uh, the splinters became so (laughs) annoying on my behind that I, I moved off the bench and I left the team. But when I told the story to the guys the other morning, they don't know this. I don't think if you do or not either, but I, in my senior year, had the honor of being the MGM of the uh, football team. And this was a story I related yesterday morning, and Fred DePasquale said, MGM, MGM, you mean manager? No, I said, now that would be an honor, a manager at a football team. But no, I I was the MGM, and I had to think a little bit back. I know what the time... Oh, I remember what it was. It was the mouth guard monitor. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Well... That's why I never told anybody this, because it it isn't a very prestigious thing. But I tried to tell, and Fred, I never heard of such a thing. We didn't have such a (laughs) thing. I said, well. I said, look at the logistics of this. I said, they didn't call it logistics. Then I'm a person that they thought I had a good retentive mind for some things. They and thought you had was... a
1: mouth for it, too. Yeah. yeah. Were you a and big they... talker back then, too?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> not Well, that's arguable. <laughs> but they had uh, certain things. One thing was the... Uh, I. I... The, the bites, you know, you all have different bites. Oh yeah, bites.
1: sure, sure. So I,
0: I, I had to keep that all organized. I had to monitor all the situation, make sure the right guys got the right mouthpiece before they went back into games and practice sessions. And if the games didn't go right, I know I gave the wrong mouthpiece to the wrong guy. I never thought about guy. that. Where in the heck were? Where
1: were those kept?
0: Hmm. When you were, were When you were practicing,
1: kept? I think they hung them in their jock straps.
0: Well, now that's. <laughs> I ought to incorporate And that would really into... be
1: bad to get the wrong mouthpiece in. <laughs> <days.
0: laughs> oh dear. It
1: wouldn't be so great to even get the correct one.
0: Oh dear. Well <laughs> now. Anyway Well that's Fred. Fred's
1: Fred,
0: Yeah, John smiling, Fred, they were drinking this in and they were they never heard such a thing and Bill Price. <laughs> He just laughed. He says he's pulling your chain or something like that, and I couldn't hold on anymore. I let it out. I just couldn't. I told Bill, I said, "Please stay out of my conversations. I wanna. I can't get through them if you're laughing at me." So I was busted.
1: Yeah, well, I,
0: but I like your comment yeah, there. Right, oh sure. boy, my goodness! <laughs> uh, and and then and then uh, Bill said, "Well." I'm Maybe Freddie even says, well, I think we we always took ours home. We never, we, you yeah. know, we put them in our locker. We never right. threw them back. And I said, Yeah, well, I found the cash after the game season was over. I think I mentioned this morning I had melt it down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but, oh, that's distasteful. Jock <laughs> Draw- mm-hmm. straps. They do. Oh, they did mention that in the locker rooms. And they said these guys would hang them up. And they even named a name or two, which I don't remember and I won't repeat anyhow. But uh, uh, but they did mention and and, and they complimented this uh, fellow by the name of Frank Damico. I mean, Damico. Mike Damico. Uh, Nobody knows him by that name anymore. No. Uh, but Mike Damico. Damico. He had the brightest and brightest and pressed attire for every game. So he was spit-shined and polished. He had an
1: Italian mother. Yes.
0: That's I'll tell you a story.
1: My my daughter lived on a, a block in Brooklyn where nobody touched anything. Outside. Like, you could leave anything you wanted outdoors, tables and chairs, because and, the entire block was Italians. There was an Italian restaurant across the street from her that was more for money laundering than it was for, for pasta, but... Um, she moves in, and there's a there's this really nice looking Italian guy about her age that was working next to her apartment. Uh, they actually made statues, you know, ceramic statues and columns and things like that for the theaters and so forth in New York City. Yeah. And she she glanced at him one day, and he was uh, you know attractive, and he had like like Mike D'Amico Demico, had this T shirt on; it was all pressed and had a nice, you know, it was ironed and everything. And uh comes in the next day, he's got the same shirt on, nice but freshly ironed, beautiful. And all week he had the same shirt on. And then she, he finally asked her to go out, and she goes, How do you do that? He said, oh, I go home, I take my clothes off, my mother comes in the room and grabs everything and washes it and puts it back on a pile so it's back on top, so I I just keep wearing whatever's on top. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the Italian mother syndrome.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I know it well, too. And that's uh, Millie here in Olinger Street. Oh, she liked Um, that. Yeah, wash day (laughs) is every Monday. And if uh, you have now a towel... And a washcloth. I don't know. Do you do you change yours every day or every three days or what do you think when you take shower? Yeah, showers? you
1: know, a couple times a week.
0: Yeah. You know, well, just
1: all you do is dry off.
0: That's all. So here you go. You And got you're no already clean by then, so. Yeah. You know. But I can't explain that to her, and I don't try. <laughs> I I no. just let her keep putting the towels out. Not feel guilty if I don't use them. Then she wouldn't have anything to wash. Yeah. If well. Take- yeah. Exactly. Then she'd think I'm a dirty person. <laughs> uh, I gave up on that. Well, what you miss when you uh, don't tune in to Myersdale Alumni yes, Radio. Yes, my
1: goodness. All this important <laughs> information.
0: And this is what we talk about at the GI, and these are things that we accomplish. Well, they had, Do you remember things. out at
1: the high school, for the, talking to the sports, they had a, a room where they, huh, like a football season, everybody had a hanger and it would go on this big rack. And they had fans in there, and the windows open, and they would, uh, you know, air the air the equipment out, uniforms out, practice uniforms every every day. Right. And, uh, and then the same thing that went for basketball, but they didn't. They must have had a water budget because they didn't wash them that often.
0: Oh. And I remember dear.
1: basketball season. Uh, uh, you remember we had white uniforms and we had black uniforms.
0: Yes, we did. <clears throat>
1: And I think we wore the white ones for home games. Those are the main ones. And um, I remember getting mine off the the rack one time, and they were very stiff. And, <laughs> and they had, remember how the lockers <laughs> had benches in between them, and I stood them up by themselves oh, on, on no. the bench. You know, and they just looked like you know they were ceramic or something. <laughs> oh, said, hey, dear. coach, come here, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you think we ought oh, to?
1: It, you think we gotta gotta get our uniforms washed once in a while?
0: <laughs> oh, that's something else. My
1: shorts don't need legs in them; they're standing <laughs> up on their own.
0: <laughs> oh dear! What is the uh, status of Floyd tonight? I know he's. I don't really know. He's probably
1: still up tra- at Fred's. Um, Fred probably made him shovel today, but we'll have to find out. Well, you out.
0: know, Fred's leaving town, I'll hear her, for Oh, that's Florida, right. Yes. And uh, that's on Saturday, I think. <laughs> so who knows uh, what he's ready to do, dance and party, I better ask him anyhow. Oh, uh, Floyd, I know you, you have your jock strap on tonight.
1: No, 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 no. I don't need one of those anymore. That's been a long, long time ago.
0: Well, the topics tonight, surely from nudist beach. Do you know what a nude beach is? You ever been to one?
1: I heard about them, but I I'd never been to one except sometimes down there at the castleman I can see some people down there and it's really not a beach, but uh you know, it's it's the other part of it. The nudes, they're in that water. They Can't probably they don't in? wanna they don't wanna get their their undergarments all brown and dirty. Because I remember oh, yeah. when I was a little kid, I used to jump in there and, and uh, you know, it get you all brown. You take your shorts off and your shirt and T-shirt and leave your underwear on and you jump in that Castleman. And, you know, you're six years old, you go home and your mom says, uh, you were down in the Castleman River, weren't you, dear Floyd?
0: <laughs> no, mom.
1: Um, yeah. No, it just... wasn't. <laughs> oh, somehow she knew I was in the river.
0: Well, I want to say that I don't know how and what you remember some weeks ago. Uh, Kim Clapper and uh, her crew had that baubles, bangles, and beads and more, and it was a fundraising for the, well, the library. And uh, they then donated their money that they raised during that used jewelry sale. And I attended that, and I found out that uh, they made $2,706 wow, on that's that good. event. Did you buy and a bobble,
1: uh, a bangle, or a bead?
0: No, I didn't buy any, but I gave them a donation. Oh, and okay. Millie Millie gave them some jewelry items, and they found out one was a little bit more uh, uh, costly than maybe you'd want to donate. Oh, and I wow. Said, no, no, Millie would want you to have that for next year and find out what its real value is. Instead of being a ten or a twenty or thirty dollar piece, it might have been a seventy dollar piece wow. for example, something like that. I said, Sure, mom would want you to have that. That's But uh, uh they they gave this year's funds, they split it up um let's see how well, I was looking for the three the food pantry, the Castleman food pantry was one that they helped out, The Caring hands for cancer was one, and the Myersdale Library recipients. So they each got nine hundred and some dollars. I'm glad they did the math for me. We did. That's have really
1: see. nice because you know the only jewelry I could give them was I saved a few of those little cigar rings it used to come on the big fat
0: cigars. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I only had a few of them. And did you? I don't give think any, they're worth did you, much.
0: Did you go steady? Did you try to? Was that a friendship ring or something? At times for your girlfriend. Well,
1: you can try, but. If you try to give a girl one of those,
0: you
1: you don't stay you, friends very long.
0: You go up. You go up in smoke. Is that what you're yeah. telling me? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's cute.
1: She sends you back to Cuba.
0: Oh. Well, did you find some interesting things for us? At the well, library I this did.
1: Week? I did. I want to ask you a question now. I was up at the library again, and that's a great place. We all we all know how great that library is there in Maristown. And okay. uh was up there and i wanted to ask you a question before i do this first fact i wanted to ask you which hand do you do you normally th- like throw a ball and and eat your meals with with the right. same right hand, hand all the time
0: yeah right handed
1: yeah let me ask you this think about this when you once you take that fork and you put the food in your mouth and you start to chew it which side of your mouth do you chew it on
0: Hmm. Well, mostly. Um. Yeah. Mostly. I think I was always part on. I know you're probably now. It's the left side. and that's oh. because of the teeth structure over the years. Because you're missing
1: teeth on the one side, and you go, Okay. Yeah. Uh.
0: But I think. But it it, was the right side. But the side, library obviously. says
1: people tend to chew their food on the same side as their like dominant hand, and kind of makes sense because. Yes. You know that's one side of the left side of the brains you're doing something there, and obviously and,
0: that's right sending right. send
1: in instructions, but,
0: but you know things change if you chew your food, if you're right handed, chew your food on the right side of your mouth, those teeth obviously are going to wear out first
1: yep, they will
0: and that's there that's a, so that's true, so now I favor left because that's what does the job better at this stage in life pretty neat. Yep. The
1: library, that's the place to go. And then, you know, since I was up there, I said, well, let me get another one. I usually like to do two. So I was actually, I was starting to prepare for, and that's too far away, Cinco de Miles, you know, way, way, couple months away. But I sometimes I come up with some facts for that time of year, too. And uh, so I'm, I'm reading about this Mexican stuff, and a kind of funny thing, it's kind of odd, but back in 1836, there was a Mexican general. His name was like Santa Ana, like the winds out there in California. Yeah. Well, he got like a gangrene or something on his leg, and the, the doctors had to cut his leg off.
0: Oh, my.
1: And, and, yeah, and he had a big elaborate state funeral for his amputated hmm. leg. Okay. Now I just I was kind of laughing at that, but I guess you know he. I guess he was sorry to to part with it and decided to to give it a nice funeral. That's wow. something. You know, we probably would have done that with your arm if they'd had to cut your arm off.
0: Oh, oh for goodness' sake! We'd have had to yeah, have a little ceremony
1: in Marystair. Oh.
0: Uh... Hmm, um, I, I, I don't even have any puns for that at the time. <laughs> but I, 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 she, she, wow, what what kind of facts is... Well, I'm still on the teeth. If I chew on the right side because I'm right-handed, which hand do I use to wipe with? Well,
1: <laughs> here we go, back in the toilet again.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you picked Mr. up Brooklyn on that, show. No, I meant what side do you take a napkin and wipe your mouth with after you oh. chew it? Shame on you, Floyd. Oh. Taking us to the toilet again. Yeah. Uh-huh. You got to
1: ask Otto know better. He's the one with the stack of newspapers.
0: Oh, true. Yeah, he's well prepared, but he's busy right now talking to, guess who? The Joshes. Guess oh, what their they're excuse back. was. Yeah. She says sorry. Saw Jim off to the board meeting and forgot to tune in. <laughs> she
1: she doesn't forget Cassie. anything. I don't believe that.
0: Wow, good to She have was you.
1: watching That's TV or something.
0: Yeah, we we're she talking about. She never forgets that. stuff. No, it's very rare. Hmm, how old are we now? In our <laughs> mid sixties. <laughs> old enough okay. for them
1: to go to their fiftieth high school reunion.
0: This year. Oh, yes. Let me bring that up. I brought it up to Fred DePasquale at the GI the other morning. Oh, Freddie. They want to know, Fred, why why we don't have any um, information out there yet. He said, well, that's, of course, partially my fault and Jim DeFebo's fault. And also he brought in Hope Flowers or Hope Grew, who's on that committee to get these notices out. But they will be coming. And uh, Fred had some uh, different perspective on the class of 65 that I never, ever, ever thought about. But I brought it up to a few people and they said, yeah, that's true. And uh, I'll just let you know, this is an alumni show and it's for alumni. And if this is uh, part and partial what has been the problem with some of those who never come back to class reunions, I'm not going to say shame on you, but I kind of understand In that era of class of probably your class two, Rich, of 64, 65, they put you in like seventh grade. You are assigned by teachers, by your previous performance in your grade school years or whatever. They must have gotten a report or else they come on board and they put you in A, group B, C, and D. So you might be in 7A, 7B, 7C, that kind of thing. And that designated mainly the academics. If you were in the A group, you were kind of the academics. B, sub-apidemic, academic. C, uh, commercial. D, uh, well, you see where I'm going with that, Floyd? Well,
1: you haven't gotten down to my letters yet,
0: so I don't (laughs) even know.
1: Well, I had to
0: put you in the F I was all by myself.
1: I was in a room all by myself, so...
0: Floyd, <laughs> <So, laughs> you know, it, they put you in the F group. Yeah, I'm way down, <laughs> way down. Anyway, no, let he explain. He explained, he said, we don't know where a lot of our alumni are. They don't correspond with them. They don't let them know. And so when they send out to the regular group and then they get a poor showing for the dinner and for the entertainment evening... It's not as big as some other classes like my class, the '66 class. We're gung-ho when it comes to getting together and celebrating, heck uh, uh, just celebrating anything, uh, but uh, especially our 50th year is coming up next year. And then Brown and the girls on that, uh, and I don't want to be remiss by not mentioning, but the, it, they're just uh, great. They've already got a letter out to us for our class reunion next year and what they have planned for us. So anyway, Fred says class 65, they said, well, that's academics. And, you know, the academics go there. And I wasn't part of them when I was in school. And, well, I just lost interest and I don't need to know. I didn't. And that could be (laughs) the reason. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yet it is. It is psychological uh, they did away with that kind of segregation, if you want to call it that, over the years. They don't do that today. Stereotyping the kids. If you're an academic... And I never
1: could type.
0: Ah, you couldn't. You no. could type.
1: I can't type.
0: Yeah, But when was... you
1: stereotype, that mean you're you you using got... both hands. Yeah.
0: Thanks for I... bringing that. Yeah, that pun went right over my head. Yeah. You, i got to give you credit. Uh, I was going to say I was in a C group. I don't know what I think it was B actually, but I'll say C group because it was commercial. I wanted to be friends on every side of the coin in this uh, senior year. I don't care what you were studying. If I could be just talk to you, uh, I continue on. And uh, well, I guess we'll go back to to you, Floyd, and this is your portion of the program. You notice today's newsletter that went out. I yeah, I does, that. yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Because Fred leaves a so computer
1: much. down here in the basement for me to use. Okay. It's really nice. Okay. He's such a nice guy, and you know that. Cause, of but course. he won't take me down for breakfast because he, he wants to be the star, and he doesn't want me to show him, show him up.
0: Okay. Don't I'll tell be. him that. Oh, I won't then. No.
1: I'll but let me tell you, yeah. now, didn't we, this is a maple festival month, and did you, yeah. did you tell everybody how many how many pounds a gallon of maple syrup weighs?
0: No, I didn't. And every time somebody brings that up, they give me a different solution. And I even talked to a maple person, and the number of gallons was a lot more per one gallon of, of finished Oh, yeah, than I, I, I
1: thought it took at least 40.
0: Gallon wow. of water to yeah. make one gallon of syrup. I think you're closer than a lot you know? of what and I remember. And sometimes
1: it depends on, you know, the the syrup uh, has different qualities at different different That's times right. of the season as far as the sweetness. So, but yeah. I think it takes about forty gallons.
0: Thank you. For you that. know, that and a was, gallon of water.
1: You, a gallon of water weighs eight eight point three five pounds. Right. A gallon of syrup weighs. Eleven.
0: Wow, I, I didn't realize that. Now I'm I'm guessing. What did I see a gallon of syrup selling for? Oh, man. Oh my goodness, what were they selling? I don't know. Is it forty or fifty dollars a gallon? Does that sound low? I'm not sure. I dude, oh, I, I can't. Yeah, but I only
1: buy it in the little jars because a gallon would would drink, would uh, would do do in my budget.
0: Pretty rich for rich, too. Yeah, I I'd have to be up.
1: I'd have to be up there at the fish fry for about two months
0: to make <laughs> enough to
1: to buy a gallon of that stuff.
0: Well, this Maple Festival has its famous little sidebar of always being pretty, pretty raw, windy and cold, and snowy and rainy and icy and haily and everything else part of yet sometimes the sun shines. So we've got to look forward to the sunny side of the streets when we go through town this year on the float. And anyone and our listeners who would like to be a part of it, please either email me or your regulars, come on come on down and uh, we'll let you know how many is on the float and how many safely we can put on there. But last year we were probably room for another four or five, I would yeah,
1: think. Yeah, I think we did. I, um, you know, I... I think Floyd drifted off. He usually goes to sleep
0: about oh, eight o'clock. Oh, I was talking so. too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: we we uh, we bored him to death. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I th- I'm I'm trying to find out. Uh, wouldn't it be nice to have somebody you know like my son has on his uh, on his uh, deck? He's got a nice one of those. Uh, it's a propane tank that goes up in, into a mushroom type yeah. heater. Yeah. Overhead heater that you can. Stand under or sit under and gather gather around and, and stay warm.
0: Oh, I think yeah. we ought we
1: gotta strap one of those on the float
0: uh, <laughs> i'm I'm trying to think I know what you mean I mean, for my teardrop, I pick up a little uh heater buddy, I think they're called buddy uh, heater they're little two uh, one pound bottles you put on there, and then this one's safe indoors and out and uh, but still, in the outdoors, without any protection wrapped around you, you'd have to be hovering pretty close to it to be warm. yeah it,
1: it they work really well they're they're about uh um they're probably seven feet in the air with a big oh, big my. disc and uh it 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 pushes the the warm air back down toward okay. towards the uh heater and his his has a a stainless steel box around where you put the the larger Propane thing in, and it just sits there. Looks attractive, and fire that baby up, and uh, you know you can, in marginal, marginal evenings and so forth in oh, the spring and yeah, it fall. It really,
0: uh,
1: it really, it really, really t- does the job.
0: But you don't know how well it performs as heading thirty miles an hour down. Well, the that's the thing no you you're,
1: you're stationary, yeah, with, so, if, so if you're flying down the street, uh, you <laughs> yeah. Everybody behind us would get to, would get the heat.
0: Yeah, and a strong <laughs> nor'easter or yeah. whatever. and whatever <laughs> a nor'wester coming yeah. down, and oh, we've had all of those experiences. But, well, uh, let's see, we have uh, this is the fifth, and our next program is nineteenth, and that'll be uh, just the, before the twenty-eighth is.
1: A, I thought the yeah, the twenty-eighth is a parade day, day.
0: Yes, so the month will be flying by pretty fast. Well, other topics that we uh, of course know about uh, the again the Maple Festival the winter, we touched briefly on that there are times we've had worse winters but this winter it's pretty well noted for the constant deep freezes and the weather channels all talk about wind chills, that's about pretty much it so when people see these minus 25 they think it's minus 25 but right. it is minus or maybe just zero but you have a thirty mile hour wind gust and it makes it feel like that. I don't know if that's misleading. I won't call I it I don't know. Hefty. I think a wimp came up with that when I I remember teaching
1: school and uh, yeah. when they first started making the announcements and they would announce the principal would announce the wind chills and I would kinda of chuckle going, <clears throat> I'll give you some wind chills I from southwest Pennsylvania <laughs> Yeah <laughs> When it's already down to zero and you've got a 35, 40-mile-an-hour wind blowing and you're trying to catch the bus out on
0: 219. Yeah, uh, Rich, can you just bring us up with the chat board? Well, let's you know,
1: see please. where we left off. Uh,
0: sorry, I sorry yeah, yeah, you. Josh came on
1: and Kathy came on and uh, Jim has a board meeting tonight, so, uh, you know, She still has to stand at the door and bow as he goes by to (laughs) to let him go out to his board meeting. So she had to uh, wait until he left for her Uh, to do anything. (laughs) Then she's allowed to go back to her knitting. I don't know better. Hi, Josh. Is you're late? Use toilet paper. Now I don't think that was in the. (laughs) <laughs> that was no, no. about you wiping something off your face I think. But <laughs> I don't think it had anything to do with Josh's speech. No, no. <laughs> but that's kind of funny back to back there. Yeah. Uh, Josh is I sure am late. I can't believe I forgot I was knitting and had the c- computer resting. Darn what all did I miss? Well, you can't believe what you missed.
0: Yeah, we did talk hour. about Holy it. We smart. did. Yeah. yeah,
1: don't go back and listen. Your your ears will burn.
0: We were saying damn you damn. You. <laughs> oh no, Rich was talking about your dam. No Oh, your, that's right. We mentioned your pon-
1: We mentioned yeah. the 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 lake being down for the entire season. Um, I don't know better. Kathy is your class planning for the 50th. She says I think we will do all we will do is gather at the banquet and I doubt there will be a very good turnout. And let's see, I don't know better. Ace wonders if there are many left being that old and all. <laughs> 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 uh, Josh says our class is usually not well attended at the banquet. I've never gone to one as we have always had an afternoon picnic and then we go to gym's. See they graduate the same year, so that's a little bit of a
0: yeah, a conflict for side. those two. It is.
1: But uh, she does confirm that uh they are getting up there with fifty years graduate have, having graduated for 50 years this year. gosh just wins the maple festival Margie says the 21st through the 22nd, 25th through the 29th and the parade's on the 28th. Uh let's see uh I'm not sure if it's Margie that's on on the keyboards today but the Salisbury class of 63 locals are getting together Saturday at Pen Alps.
0: Oh uh, That's Saturday, they that That's Saturday 28th, they have the uh yeah.
1: you know the festival not the festival okay. of their I guess they, they have theirs the same weekend too, Memorial Day weekend. Okay. Memorial weekend. Uh Josh says it's gonna be twelve degrees tonight here in eastern Tennessee. I don't know better. T shirt weather. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: Okay. Um oh, Josh is this Saturday, Ace, or during the Maple Festival, this Saturday.
0: Oh, so that uh, get together. For so the gathering is Saturday. this Saturday
1: at pinups. Mm-hmm. So um, let's see, Joshua say um, yes. We will be offering quote-unquote little boat rides. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua. <laughs> uh, I don't know better. Josh has the nicest house by a damn site. <laughs> they do a, I, I can attest is, to that.
0: <laughs> this is from a preacher's kid yeah. now. <laughs> rebellious.
1: Speeches, rebellious uh, young paper. man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh Ace's it.
1: local classmates get together every two months or so. Well that's that's really nice. Well, that uh, is. Nice. Josh is rich. Your brother Joe said that there was a lake near Penn State that was closed for seven years. Yeah, Joe's an engineer. You know, is an engineer and knows quite a bit about that process. And uh, there was a lake up near State College that they drained down like that for the same reasons. Um it took it took them seven years to uh, first of all to locate the source because it can be you can see the water coming out, you know, below a dam somewhere in the water. Not not in the dam in the wall itself,
0: but right. somewhere in yeah.
1: somewhere in the the ground. It's coming out of the ground. Wow. But you know water it could who knows where it's where it's leaking from.
0: But for seven you years. Know? That was a that was a so damn they, they actually yeah. I mean that's that <laughs> it. <a damn> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got that one in I'm happy. You now. got that that's good.
1: Okay. I told them that they should get what they call a mooring buoy. It's a, it's got a big round buoy, or sometimes they're oblong, and they have an anchor on the bottom and a heavy weight. And you can, throw you throw. Like say you have a house on the water and you don't have a dock. Right. You can you're allowed to take that out in a small boat or something and drop it, you know, 50 feet off your property, and, and then tie a boat onto it. And then you buy a little right. dinghy, and you paddle out or you motor out in a dinghy. Tie the dinghy on on the uh, mooring buoy and jump in your bigger boat, go off for the day, and reverse the process.
0: Right. Yeah. So they but, could have a dinghy there on
1: next to where they live, and
0: you know, drop a mooring it, buoy
1: out at the end of their their mud flats there.
0: Yeah. Well, then. It but would the be problem a is, mor- I guess it's still mud morning. where they
1: live, so. <laughs> that
0: would be a mourning, a morning boobie, a morning booby, <laughs> a morning. I mourn the loss of the lake depth and damn, 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 and anyhow. Yeah, Josh is sick
1: at. over it. I don't know, better. Oh, I hope yeah. that doesn't take that long for you, Kathy. And then Kathy says, we were talking about dingy. She goes, I am our little dingy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and we'll laugh our we're out of here on that one. Oh, my Other goodness. The time, it flew by. It's really. unbelievable. We started the program saying how time flies, and we ended up like that. It's all because of you and the guests that come on tonight and their contents, their quips, their quotes. Floyd, thank you very much for being part of us. And, again, we have another program before the Maple Festival. It's Maple Festival Month here in Myersdale. Let's see how the next two weeks treats us and report back here on the 19th at 7 p.m. Rich, any closing remarks as you sing us out of here? No,
1: just enjoy the the whiteness uh, while we can because we're hopefully in the last stages of it.
0: Okay, thanks again, and we'll talk to you real soon. We had a good time tonight. Thanks for tuning in. Come
1: back next Thursday night so we can do this all again on Mark Radio. Your Mark Radio. Hey, thanks, Mark Radio listeners. You know that we want you, we need you, and we love you. Good night, everyone, and until next week, sleep well, Floyd.